What is going on, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Legacy Sports Podcast, MLB Opening Night Edition. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty excited for baseball to be back. It's been a long time since we've seen them out in the diamond. Uh, a little bit longer for me, as my Indians didn't make the postseason last year, so hoping for uh, a little bit better ending to the season this year. Um, but yeah, make sure you check us out on Twitter at Legacy Sports Pod. Uh, that's where you'll find all the new episodes that come out. Um, I'm going to have a uh, NBA uh, restart podcast coming out here within the next week or so. Uh, hoping to have some recaps of the NASCAR race tomorrow night and the 3M Open uh, for the weekend. And then talk about uh, the first weekend in baseball as well sometime next week. So definitely stay tuned for that. Oh, I got a couple different topics I want to talk about tonight. Um, first, we're just going to start off with just some rules and regulations of the basic return uh, to baseball. So as many people know, every team's going to play a 60-game schedule. Uh, 40 of those games are going to be in division, so you'll play the other four divisional teams 10 times, um, split home and away. And then the postseason will be uh, as normal, as usual. So it'll be the, uh, you know, you'll have the wild card playing game, then the five-game series, seven-game series, and the World Series. So um, not much is going to change there playoff-wise. In terms of other changes uh, to this season uh, that um, have come around, there's going to be a universal DH, which is kind of exciting. So obviously uh, the American League has had a DH for quite some time now, but in the National League, pitchers have been batting. Uh, Well, this year, uh, in order to avoid tiring out the pitchers who are going to be asked to do a little bit more this season uh, with the shortened season, uh, they won't be batting, so the NL will have designated hitters as well, uh, which kind of adds a little wrinkle to strategy for some of those National League teams. Uh, I'd like to believe it's good for a team like the Dodgers. Um, They can just put another bat in that already lethal lineup, so... uh, Watch out for them, definitely. Uh, just get to add another uh, another heavy hitter to that lineup. Another rule uh, that they're testing out this year is putting a runner on second base to begin extra innings. So this is kind of interesting. Um, th- there haven't been a ton of games that go you know, 16, 17, 18 innings, but there's definitely a few every year. One might even get to 20-plus innings. And during those games, especially if your starting pitching uh, isn't great and can't make it, you know, seven or eight innings, uh, it can be taxing on the the bullpen. And I think last year you even saw some uh, position players coming in to pitch just because of the lack the lack of depth. So this year they're gonna to just try to speed up um, extra innings. Uh, you'll put the team hitting will put a runner on second base uh, to start the inning, no outs. So if that runner ends up scoring, um, obviously it'll, it'll count as a run, but the pitcher will not get charged with an earned run, which totally makes sense because it's not their fault they're on base. Yeah, they kind of basically inherited that runner, uh, but no one put him there. So I think it'll be interesting to see how teams kind of adjust to that, um, if that changes their thought process when it comes to how long to keep the starting pitchers in, um, how they want to allocate relief pitchers on a weekly basis. Um, I forgot to mention at the start with the 60-game schedule, there's not going to be a lot of days off. Uh, I know for the Indians, for example, they're playing 60 games in 66 days. Uh, I think they opened the season on like 17 straight games. So there's not going to be a lot of time off. Um, and because of that, the 
Uh, the 30-man roster is going to be stretched thin, and some teams are going to elect to bring you know, 14 pitchers, some 15, some will do a five-man rotation, some six. really just depends uh, how each manager decides he wants to set up his lineup. Uh, but there's definitely going to be some wrinkles uh, in the rules this year that are going to cause some interesting changes in terms of strategy. So I think that's uh, going to be a big storyline for the season and something I'm really looking forward to. Um, there will be no, no restrictions on players pitching in 2020. Uh, position players pitching. So like I said, last year there were uh, some guys that would come in, and this year that's that's okay. Um, and then just some basic COVID-related uh, rules. Obviously no one in the stands. Players aren't supposed to spit, you know, or be chewing seeds, gum, really, for obvious reasons. Um, you're not going to see teams, you know, high-fiving at the end of the game after they win. Um, you see some teams are even starting to – kind of do like a foot five uh so you're gonna see different things like that um but just some other some other small changes that are gonna be made to the season um that runner on second rule i forgot to add that is only regular season games i don't believe they will be doing that in the postseason uh so that'll be kind of kind of cool to see how uh how it's impacted in the regular season versus the postseason for sure uh, some news from baseball today. Uh, the Dodgers signed Mookie Betts to a 12-year deal. So clearly he's not missing Boston at all. Uh, 12 years locks him up through 2032. So, I mean, that's a long time. I've never been a huge fan of signing guys to long-term deals, even going back to when the Tigers signed uh, Miggy Cabrera to that long deal. And he's still on that deal, very well knowing that he was going to be in his you know mid-40s by the time he retired and that's just crazy to me uh you know the phillies did it with bryce harper uh, the angels did it with mike trout but i think that's a little different uh and we'll talk about later my thoughts on kind of the best players in the league at the moment but uh, i think mike mike trout's just a different case altogether so uh this will make mookie Betts the highest paid player in the history of the sport which i mean Thinking about how much money guys like Mike Trout are getting, that's pretty crazy. But uh, I think it's something you're going to see even more moving forward now. And of course, with the teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, money really isn't an option or an issue for those teams. They can go out and pretty much sign whoever they want. So I think you'll see more of this moving forward, especially with those three teams. You kind of already do see it with the Yankees a little bit. Um, and I know guys like Jock Peterson, um, Clayton Kershaw, their deals are coming to the, coming to a close here within the next two, three years maybe. So those are guys that you probably won't see get signed, uh, especially considering the Dodgers when you're going to need to pay uh, Cody Bellinger and Walker Bueller and maybe some Gavin Lux, guys like that. They're going to have to pay them shortly if they want to keep them long term. So it'll be interesting to see how they allocate their money uh, that way. And the other big news is the Toronto Blue Jays still do not have a place to play baseball, and it starts tomorrow. They don't play tomorrow. Uh, the games on the docket for tomorrow night are the Yankees at the Nationals and then the Giants at the Dodgers. So the Blue Jays' first game is Friday, but it, luckily for them it's in Tampa Bay. Um, so for them... Canada doesn't want them going to and from the United States. Understandable, considering uh, how COVID is kind of running rampant here. Um, so I get it. 
Uh, it kind of puts them in a tough situation, being the only team from Canada. Um, they've been thinking about playing in Pittsburgh, playing in Baltimore, two of the stadiums that are a little bit closer to them. Uh, those teams, for example, Pittsburgh, there's not much incentive for that to happen for them. Um, I mean, there's not you can have fans in the stadium or anything. And that kind of throws a wrench then in Pittsburgh's schedule. they got to work out. So it'll be interesting to see there. Uh, I think at worst-case scenario, they just play all their games on the road, which will be a huge disadvantage to them, considering they have to travel all the way down to Tampa Bay for 10 games. I'm not sure if they'll try to change that series-wise, because um, obviously, you know, 10 games is probably a 4-3-3 or, I mean, I don't think you're going to see a lot of 4-4-2 series, but honestly, you could. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they allocate those games. So that way they don't have to make so many trips down there. Um, but what this basically could mean is the Blue Jays could stay in the United States for the whole season. So that'll be interesting as well. So that's it kind of for the, the big news uh, recently with baseball. Uh, now let's talk about some of the players who are skipping the season. Um, obviously, players are allowed to not play this year, but they have to either decide if they're going to be in or out. You can't um, go half season in, half season out. It's got to be one or the other. Um, so for a guy like Mike Trout, who is having a baby, or his wife is having a baby, uh, with that that baby will be born during the season here, during the next you know, 60, 70 days. So he's trying to make the decision now, does he want to play? Or be there for his child. Obviously, you know, probably being there for your child is the right decision to make. Uh, but of course, you know, Mike Trout is the face of baseball, and I'm sure he wants to play. And the Angels are going to be really good this year with the signing of Anthony Rendon. Uh, Shohei Otani's healthy, I think. So uh, I think they could be a, a team to reckon with. So it'll be interesting to see what he decides. But some of the guys who have already decided to opt out, you've got Mike Leak, uh, pitcher for the Diamondbacks. Ryan Zimmerman for the Nationals. The Nationals have a lot of guys who are, aren't coming back. Joe Ross for the Nationals. Um, Ian Desmond for the Rockies. He, um, he He's a big player for them, uh, a good player for the Rockies, and that, that's definitely going to hurt them in the outfield. Uh, David Price for the Dodgers. Um, that's a big hit for them. You know, Price, not as good as he used to be, but obviously still a, a big pitcher in that already lethal uh, rotation, so that's a big blow to them. Uh, Tyson Ross, uh, pitcher for the Giants. King Felix, Felix Hernandez for the Braves. Um, he actually, obviously, has played his whole career in the, with the Mariners uh, in Atlanta. Now he won't be playing. Nick Markakis for the Braves. That's a big blow to them. He had a great season last year, and he was an integral part of that lineup. Uh, Buster Posey for the Giants. Um, he will be playing. He won't be playing this year because uh, him and his wife just adopted uh, twin girls. Uh, Michael Kopech for the White Sox, and then Jordan Hicks for the Cardinals rounds out some of the big names that decided they are not going to be playing this season. And again, um, they can't come back. Uh, players, I believe, do have the option to you know if they play ten, fifteen games and decide that's it, they don't want to play anymore. They're allowed to do that as well. Um, but the number of COVID cases in MLB has definitely declined since. Uh, their first testing. So that's good. So now moving on to some of the big uh, major moves of the offseason. Uh, some of these I forgot about just because it's been so long uh, with this layoff. Um, 
Some of the big ones here, obviously the biggest of the summer, is the Red Sox trading Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers for Alex Verdugo, a young prospect who's going to be really, really good. Uh, just got to give him a couple more years. But um, the Dodgers are in win-now mode. They have been for the past couple years. They've been getting so close, so close. Uh, you know, Last year, losing to the Nationals in the National League Championship Series. Uh, so... Right now, they are definitely in win-now mode. They're trying to accumulate as many proven players as possible. They still have some young guys who are really, really good, too. Um, so a big pickup for them. Uh, who else? The Dodgers trading Kenta Maeda to the Twins. That is a big pickup for the Twins, who um, I think are shaping up to have one of their better seasons that they've ever had in the history of Minnesota baseball, and definitely a team to rec- I'll be reckoned with come postseason time. Uh, let's see, some of the other big trades here. Um, Pirates trading Starling Marte to the Diamondbacks, add to the Diamondbacks depth. Nick Castellano signing with the Reds. The Reds are busy this offseason, that pains me to say. Um, obviously, being an Indians fan and a lot of my friends being Reds fans, that hurts because I thought the Indians had a good shot at Castellanos. But uh, very productive player for Detroit for the start of his career, and I think he's just going to find even more success down in Cincinnati. Marcel Ozuna signing with the Braves is huge, especially now that Marquez isn't playing. Um, he got a big contract, $18 million for the for the year. So they're going to be expecting uh, a big bat of him for sure with Marquez out of the lineup. Josh Donaldson to the Twins. I mean, the Twins are just, they're loaded. Uh, I mean, just at third base, they only have Josh Donaldson and Muhammad, or, uh, and Sanu. So, I mean, those are two studs, guys that have uh, very high ceilings for sure. Uh, Ty Frazier signing with the Rangers. There's an name I haven't heard in a while. Uh, Cardinals trading Jose Martinez to the Rays. Now, Jose Martinez last year was sneaky good uh, for the Cardinals. Had him on my my fantasy team, and he was he put up pretty good numbers throughout the season. So I would say that's a pretty big pickup for the Rays, uh, who I think are also in win now mode, trying to uh, stack a roster to compete. I think they see the the Red Sox might be a little bit weaker, and I think they're trying to uh, pounce on that opportunity. Uh, Robinson Chirino signing with the Rangers. Who else down here? Eric Thames with the Nationals, and Daniel Hudson with the Nationals, Jose Iglesias, the Orioles. Um, Homer Bailey and Rich Hill for the Twins. Corey Dickerson and Francisco Cervelli signed with the Marlins. Edwin Encarnacion signed with the White Sox. He's been all over the place lately. Obviously spent a little time there with Cleveland, with the Yankees, a couple places prior to that, but now he's in Chi-Town. Dylan Batances with the Mets. Cole Calhoun signing with the Diamondbacks. Travis Shaw to the Blue Jays. Hyunjin Ryu, uh, Blue Jays. Keuchel to the White Sox. So the White Sox are another team who made some big signings um, this offseason. Julio Tehran signs with the Angels. Gio Gonzalez with the White Sox. I mean, and, and there's more down here, but those are just some of the big ones. Um, 
that happened this offseason. Corey Kluber getting traded from the Indians to the Rangers. A painful one for sure. I was a big Kluber guy. Mad Bum signing with the Diamondbacks. So just some of the bigger names there um, in their new teams, their new cities. So it's going to be cool to see how those guys uh, you know, react to being in a new city, playing baseball with a new team. Some of them for the first time in their career uh, making a, a city change. So that'll be exciting for sure. So now I kind of wanted to get into some of my picks for the season uh, and what I think is going to happen. So the AL East last year was won by the Yankees. Um, and then the Rays got the wild card. Uh, the Rays and the Athletics for the two wild card teams last year. So basically in the AL East this year, I mean, Baltimore's terrible. They might be a little bit better than last year, but it's going to be nothing uh, nothing crazy. The Blue Jays, I like the Blue Jays a lot. Uh, with some of those young guys, uh, you know, Vlad Guerrero, Bo. Um, they got another guy, too, that's uh, slipping my mind. But they're a team that they're not going to make the playoffs. Not right now, but they're definitely on the up. And I think a team that five, ten years from now we could see uh, is kind of taking over uh, the AL East here. Of course, the Yankees and Red Sox are always going to be there, but I think the Blue Jays have a shot in a couple years. Boston, not really sure what to think about them uh, losing Mookie. It's hard because Boston's always a good team. They've got good players. Um, I think Ben Attendi is a fantastic outfielder, really improving with the bat. Um, the rotation's okay. They typically have some injury issues, but again, you can't count out Boston ever. Um, the Rays, who I think could be a sneaky pick to win the AL East this year, and that's crazy to say based on how good the Yankees have looked here in preseason and how stacked they are getting Garrett Cole. That's another one I forgot to mention. Garrett Cole to the Yankees. Huge, huge pickup for them. You know, Strikeout leader pretty much every season. The dude has crazy stuff. Uh, just makes that team even better than they already were. They get Andujar back from the injury. I mean, they're just stacked. I know they lost Didi Gregorius, but that's just one guy in a lineup that is loaded. So I think the Yankees and the Rays are going to battle it out for the top of this division. And whatever team doesn't win is going to get a wild card. Now we can move into the AL Central. Uh, the Twins last year, man, were they good. Uh, their rotation seemed to figure it out. Uh, their lineup was just crazy good, crazy good. Um, and so they ended up beating the Indians last year by eight games. It sucks. Yeah, uh, nah, wasn't super thrilled about that. The Indians ended up missing the wild card. It was tough. Uh, but I think this is the bounce back season for the Indians. The Tigers and Royals are not good. They're getting better, but they're not good. The White Sox are getting better, and I'm not going to put them in the same category as, say, the Tigers, Royals, and Orioles. I think if you're trying to compare some teams here or put them into groups, the White Sox and Blue Jays are kind of in a similar rebuilding stage where their young guys are really, really good. Yohan Moncada is going to be a stud in this league for a long time. So the White Sox, while they might not contend this year, they did pick up some veterans as well. I think they're going to contend maybe next year or the year after. Um, but I think they're definitely a solid probably third in this division, which honestly isn't bad because I think the Twins and Indians both make the playoffs. The Twins are probably going to win the division, but I think the Indians have a bounce back season. Um, they got better. They, yes, they lost Kluber. Yes, they lost Trevor Bauer in the middle of the season, but they're better. Their hitting is better. They've got guys back from injury. Zimmer, Naquin, um, Carrasco is going to hopefully have a whole season. Shane Bieber is a monster, probably a top three pitcher in the American League. 
Clevenger's going to figure it out. Um, the rest of that rotation, the bullpen is solid. Brad Hand is solid. Uh, the pickup of Cesar Hernandez, I love. I'm a real big Cesar fan. I think he's going to be better than Kipnis was. I loved Kipnis. Great guy. Great for the city. But when it comes to you know hitting for average, getting on base at that one spot, um, I think Cesar is going to be better. So uh, I think the Twins are going to win the division. Indians second, and I think the Indians snag that second wild card. But don't count out the AL West, which might be the biggest cluster of teams vying for a division championship. Everyone knows what happened with the Astros. They cheated. Yeah, it sucks. Very annoying. They're going to get pegged this year a ton. I just think they're going to regress this year. They have to regress eventually. They've had so many good years here in a row, getting the World Series, you know, great. Good for them, whatever. But I think the run could come to an end this year. Will they make the playoffs? There's a good chance, a very good chance. And if they don't win this division, then if I was Cleveland or Tampa or Boston, I'm worried because the Astros are going to get in the playoffs one way or another, whether it's the division or not. Now, the question is what happens two, three, four? And honestly, even five to the extent, because I think the Mariners are getting better. Uh, you can pile the Mariners kind of in with that, that White Sox and Blue Jays category. But the A's made the playoffs last year just as good as they were this year. They're just as good this year as they were last year. The Rangers are getting better. And the Angels, I think, may have made, in my opinion, the biggest signing of uh, the post or of the offseason. Signing Anthony Rendon is huge. Mike Trout has not really complained, but it's very obvious that he's upset with management for not getting him another stud to play along with. They've had good guys in the past. You know, they had Andralton Simmons, who when he came to them was great, hasn't really paid off. They had Justin Upton, great in his prime, not really paying off now. But Shohei Otani is a stud. The dude can hit, the dude can pitch. I think he should just hit. That's just my opinion. But, um, you need him on the field and you need him playing nightly. So, and I don't know if, if you know, if he if he pitches on Monday, he probably can't hit, or he's probably not going to hit Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. I don't really know how tired, you know, he would be, how much of a crossover there is there. But my guess is he's going to have to take off more days than the typical guy who just hits. So that is a disadvantage for them. But signing Rendon, who last year had a stellar, stellar season, um, I mean, he was first team third base last year, first team at third base for the National League. That just goes to show how good of a season he had. So I think the Angels are in contention to win this division this year. Of course, this all is riding on Mike Trout playing. If Mike Trout doesn't play, the team will not make the playoffs. Simple as that. Mike Trout is that important to that team. So it's going to be very interesting with the Athletics, Rangers, Angels, Mariners, those four teams. I think any of them could theoretically make the playoffs. Will it happen? No. I mean, you're not going to take the two wildcard teams aren't going to come from the AL West. It just doesn't work like that because you've got the AL Central where each of those top two teams gets to play a total of 20 games against the Royals and Tigers. Come on. You're going to win at least 15 of those games, if not more. So the issue with the AL West is they could beat each other up. Very possible. We're going to see what happens. Uh, I think it's going to be cool to kind of analyze this at the midway point at 30 games to see where everyone's at. Um, I think a magic number kind of, or maybe a magic range of wins is like 32 to 35. I feel pretty confident that if you get to that number, your odds of making the playoffs are high. If you get above 35, it's got to be a lock. 
I mean, only playing 60 games, teams are going to have slumps. The key is going to be to minimize when those slumps happen and how long they happen. You don't want to get out the gate. You don't want to be, you know, out the gate playing poorly. It's going to be so hard to recover from that. But at the same time, you, you can't get like swept two series in a row. If you lose six straight games, you're in big trouble because of how close everyone's going to be bunched up in these divisions. So will teams get to 40 wins? Absolutely. The Dodgers are going to win 40 games. The Yankees will win 40 games. And I think but some, someone between the Twins, Indians, and Astros are also going to win 40 games. Then it comes down to where's the wild card at? You know, is it 35 wins? Is it 32 wins? Do we have five teams in that range? Is there a tie? I, there's a good chance there could be a tie for that last wild card spot and you have a play-in game just to get into the wild card. Very possible. So I, I think the AL West is intriguing. It's going to be really, really fun to see what happens. So definitely um, keep an eye out on that division. Very exciting. So now we'll move over to the National League. Um, we'll start here at the NL West because... The Dodgers are going to win this division. It's just a matter of how many games do they win. Last year, there was one stretch of 60 games where they were 51-9, and nine, I believe. That's good. They're not going to win 50 games this year. If they get to 45, I'd be shocked. Um, very possible. I mean, they do have 10 games against the Giants, who, not hating on the Giants, but I don't think the Giants are that good, and I think the Dodgers are going to win at least eight of those. They've got 10 games against the Rockies. Rockies are good. Nolan Arenado is fantastic. But they're good. the Dodgers are going to win at least six of those. Um, you've got ten games with the Padres. I think the Padres, kind of like the Blue Jays and White Sox, are on the rise. Their young guys are really, really good. But you're going to tell me that they're going to win more than five games against the Dodgers? I don't think so. I think if they split, that's a success for the Padres. Then you've got the Diamondbacks, who potentially, more than likely, I think are going to come in second in this division. They did last year with 85 wins. We'll see what happens this year. Um, they could split with the Dodgers 5-5. Five and five. I don't know. But the, what I'm trying to say is in 40 games in their division, the Dodgers are probably going to win at least 28. At least 20. Maybe that's a high number. Maybe 25 is more safe, 25 and 15. But I just don't see – I mean, night in and night out, that team was just so good last year. So good. I was shocked that they didn't make it to the World Series. Shocked. Nationals, great postseason. Good for them. Kudos to them. But this is the Dodgers year. So I think they're going to win the NL West. Move on to the NL Central. And all my Cincinnati fans, hello. You're going to be happy with this. The Reds are winning the NL Central. I've been real high on them since the start of the offseason. Um, I think their pitching rotation, you got uh, Castillo, Bauer, Sonny Gray. I believe. These guys are good. Their stuff. I mean, Bauer is really, really good. He has a weird temper. Really, really good. Castillo last year, fantastic. And, and in this division, you've got the Pirates. The Pirates are awful. The Pirates are terrible. You've got Josh Bell, who I think is in contention for the MVP, just surely based on numbers. Um, you know, if if team success factors into that, he's not going to win it. But his numbers last year in the first half of the season, off the charts. He was hitting bombs left and right. I mean, he was hitting him out of the park there at PNC. Great player, not a great team. The Cubs, I don't know. The Cubs are a mystery to me. Could they be good? Yes. Could they be bad? Yes. Are they very injury prone? Yes. There's just so many questions. Will Chris Bryant actually be good this year? Maybe. I don't know. Will John Lester be? I have no idea. You've got so many questions. That's probably my biggest question mark in this division is the Cubs. They could win. They could be third or fourth. Last year they were third, didn't make the playoffs. 
we'll have to wait and see what happens. The Brewers did make the playoffs last year, will make the playoffs again because Christian Yelich is that good. When I talk about my MVP um, thoughts in a little bit here, you'll see why I really like him. But Christian Yelich, monster. I, I love him. I love the Brewers. I think they have a really legitimate chance of winning this division as well. The Reds are going to – I'm picking the Reds to win, but that doesn't mean that I don't think other teams could have a chance to win, and I think the Brewers have the best chance out of all these teams. Uh, and then lastly, the Cardinals, who actually did win the division last year with 91 wins. So I believe 91 wins was – yeah, that was the lowest win total for the winning, a winning team in any division by six games. So you can see there's a lot of good teams in there. I mean, it was close. The top three teams were spread up by, or, uh, separated by seven games. And this year, it's going to be closer to that, but it's going to be with four teams. So the Cardinals, we'll see. Um, played pretty well in the postseason last year. I believe they won their first series. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, Jack Flair- Flaherty is really, really good on the mound for them. Um, hit, you know, Hitting-wise, they're okay. I'm not gonna nothing really to write home about, but uh, I think they have a a solid chance of making some noise this year. A lot of it just depends on you know how how do they they have to get off to a good start, bad start. We'll see. But my pick for the NL Central, the Cincinnati Reds, and last but not least, probably my favorite division outside of the uh, AL Central is the NL East. This division is sweet because you've got the Braves, the Nationals. The Mets and the Phillies, who are all going to be good. And the Marlins, who aren't bad. They're not great, but I don't think, I, I think they're on the rise. And I think a lot, of, a lot of people might question that, considering how poorly they played last year with only 57 wins. Look, I think the Marlins are better than Baltimore. I think they're better than Kansas City, and I think they're better than Detroit. So, uh, yeah, okay, fourth, be- or are they the fourth? Wor- no, they're better than Pittsburgh, too. So are they the fifth worst team in the league? Maybe. But I don't think. They're that bad. I don't think they're as bad as what you would think a fifth worst team would be. So I don't mind them. They're not going to make the playoffs, but I think they'll improve from last year. The Phillies, man, the Phillies have to figure something out. They paid all that money to Bryce Harper. Figure it out. You've got to figure it out now. Your fans need it. They want it, and I think they'll figure it out a little bit. But will they make the playoffs? I I don't know, man. My pick for the NL East is the Atlanta Braves. I think the Atlanta Braves have some of the best young talent in baseball. This division itself might have the best young talent in baseball. You've got Acuna and Albies, absolute monsters. The, the face of baseball in probably five, ten years. You know, when Trout starts to regress, when Bellinger and Mookie Betts start to regress, and Lindor starts to regress, those guys are taking over. But then don't forget about Juan Soto from Washington, who's just as good as those guys. Those three dudes, and then throwing Pete Alonso from the Mets. Four of the top, I don't know, 10 guys probably that are within the first, I think, three, you know, maybe three seasons of their MLB career. Monsters. Four studs. I like the Mets. I think they're going to come in second in this division. I think it's going to go Braves, Mets, Phillies, Nationals. The Nationals, they're going to regress. Sorry, Nationals fans. Nationals are great. Had a great postseason. Not this year. Um, I love the Mets. As I said earlier, I think Pete Alonso's fantastic. Syndergaard, DeGrom, great. It's just so, you know, last year was just such a roller coaster ride. And it's, you know, it's so hard to kind of be able to predict what's going to happen there. So I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. Maybe. 
Um, but I like the Braves, I like the Cubs, I like the Dodgers, and then for the wild card, I think in contention you got Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals, Phillies, Mets, Nationals, maybe Diamondbacks. So that takes me to my playoff projections. American League, so hard for me to say this, it's going to be won by the Twins. The Twins are going to represent the AL in the World Series. I think this has to be their year. They're putting everything they have on the table, all their chips on, on the table, and I think this is going to be the year. They're going to beat the Yankees in the ALCS, as my prediction. Pains me to say. My Indians make the wild card. Will they win that? Who knows? Who knows, man? I like Bieber in a one-on-one situation with just about anybody, but you really never know what could happen there. Um, you know, do they end up playing the Rays and have to go up against, like, Charlie Morton? I wouldn't like that. I don't feel great about that. But Or Snell, don't feel great about that either. But it is what it is. Um, so that's my American League uh, predictions and National League predictions. Might get some backlash for this, but the Atlanta Braves making the World Series and winning the World Series. Like I said previously, really like their team. I, if King Felix were playing... Or if he, were, you know, if he wasn't sitting out for COVID, I'd like their chances just a little bit more because I think that rotation needs a little bit of help. They lost Julio Tehran, which hurts, but I do like their odds to win the World Series. I think in the NLCS, they're going to beat the Dodgers. Crazy to think that the Dodgers are going to fall short yet again. But you know, there's a for them. It's crazy to say too, but there's always next year. They're going to have pretty much all their guys back next year. You know, in a shortened season. Anything can happen. I think there's a lot, a lot. There are many more teams who are in the contention, in the running to make the playoffs, to maybe sneak through, to have a Washington Nationals kind of playoff or a Kansas City kind of playoff from a couple of years ago. Um, so my uh, World Series prediction, Braves over Twins. Now let's look here kind of at MVP predictions. Last year it was Mike Trout and Cody Bellinger. If Trout plays, he will win the American League MVP again. Um, it'll be closer this year than it was last year. But I think he's going to win it. Uh, it's just, it's so hard to see somebody else being better than him. I mean, can Alex Bregman do it? Yeah, he could. He definitely could. You know, could Aaron Judge just get crazy hot for the whole season and do it? Yeah, I think so. But if I was betting on this, um, which I don't suggest doing because the odds for Mike Trout winning this year are like, crazy they're stupid i don't don't bet on my trout to win the mvp it's you, you gotta put in so much money just to get anything back don't do it um but i i like him national league last year bellinger obviously in contention you've got bellinger you've got Betts, you've got juan soto acuna um i, I think freddie freeman's really good and i think you could even potentially throw him in there pete alonzo um who else here and, okay, yep, and then there it is. And then my my pick to win it is Christian Yelich. I am a huge Yelich fan, even back when he was in Miami. The guy can straight up hit. He hits for average. He hits bombs. He knocks runners in. He, I mean, he does everything. When it comes to complete players, Mike Trout is the most complete player. He has all the tools to play baseball. Everyone knows that. It's very obvious. The second best player in baseball, that non-pitcher in my opinion, is Christian Yelich. Feel free to um, you know, disagree. Let me know what your thoughts are, but I'm a huge Yelich backer, especially this season. But uh, don't count out 
Acuna and Soto. Those guys are coming. They they are next in this league, and I think it's only a matter of time before they get um, an MVP. So then we'll close here with uh, some Cy Young awards. Last year was Verlander in the American League. He's not winning it again. It's going to be Garrett Cole. Hands down, Garrett Cole is going to take it this year. Um, he's a strikeout master. Yankees are going to be good. He's gonna. They're going to win a lot of games, even if you know they, he could throw seven innings of three three uh, run baseball, giving him three runs and like eight hits, and they could win the game twelve to three. That's how good that lineup is. So I'm going with Garrett Cole, and in the National League, Degrom won last year. I and this is crazy. I'm going with Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals. I think he has a very good shot at it. I think Strasburg and Scherzer have a good job, uh, shot at it. I like Degrom again. If Syndergaard's healthy, I like him. Um, but this year, I, I don't know what it is about uh, Flaherty. I, he, I don't know. He really impressed me last year. I'm rolling with him. NL Cy Young. So those are my picks there. Uh, again, thanks for tuning in to the Legacy Sports Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hoping to have a NBA restart podcast coming out soon. I'm hoping to get uh, one of my buddies on to talk uh, NBA with me. So keep an eye out for that. I don't know when it'll be coming. Obviously, the season starts next Thursday. Um, I'm hoping to get it out maybe next week. We'll see. Just see what time allows. Um, but definitely hope to have a 3M open recap because huge golf guy. Getting really into golf for some reason. So keep your eye on that. Follow us on Twitter at Legacy Sports Pod. Uh, And that's all. So have a good night, everyone. Thanks for listening.